On this episode of Beyond the Bugle, it is part two of the College Connection Edition. Now this is when Camp Tawanda former campers, staff, and alumni provide insight into their college life to help our current campers make an informed decision on where to apply to college. Now if you haven't had a chance to listen to our first College Connection episode, you should be able to find that right before this episode and definitely check that out. But right now, we're going to welcome Tawanda representatives from Binghamton University, Duke University, University of Florida, Indiana University, University of Pennsylvania, Penn State University, and University of Miami. Let's take it away. Okay, everybody, thank you uh, for making the time to come here. A lot of, uh, well, we're all familiar faces, but uh, even uh, a lot of the uh, campers uh, joined us about a week or so ago when we did the first uh, episode of this, and it was really great. And, uh, you know, for Stephanie and I, we're Kvelian, you know, Kvelian because seeing uh, our kids all grown up. Not that's, that's Yiddish for very happy. Yes, thank you. Uh, not only you campers who are starting to think about college, but our panelists who uh, have grown up at camp. And I remember when most of them were really young campers. Um, so this is just a really great uh another benefit of camp, things you don't realize. That the connections when, you make. Yeah, things you don't realize when you first start, maybe as a little Jet or Deb, uh, that w- what the impact camp has on you. And as you'll see tonight, there's such a strong camp to on the connection throughout uh, your years after camp. Um, uh, and uh, just before I turn it over to everybody, uh, and I know there's some parents listening, I think it's important to remember that we offer internships, paid internships in many fields uh, that you can get college credit for, you get paid for, and you really get on the job training and learning. And uh, for those of you who are end up when in college and you become counselors and then you wanna return, but you don't think you can because you have an internship, a lot of internships can start and end uh, before camp starts. And we have a lot of flexibility with that. Uh, last year uh, we had over 50 uh, counselors on uh, paid internships in many different fields. Um, and, uh, you know, that with uh, community service and many and college prep, uh, things that we'll be doing this summer, uh, it, it comes out to be uh, really great stuff uh, that we're really proud of. And uh, so at this point, what I'd like to do, uh, and I'm going to ask everybody to try to stay the whole time, try to keep your camera on this whole time. Uh, we'll ask you to mute until you, there's something to say, um, and then we'll have Q&A at the end, uh, uh, and we have uh, some fun uh, trivia and gifts to give away, too. Um, so at this point, I want to turn it over uh, to Lauren Eckstein Foreman and Mara Patty, both uh, of the dorm 1992. They were uh, campers when Stephanie and I uh, bought the camp way back uh, in the 20th century. In the dark ages. So uh, I'm going to turn it over uh, first to Lauren. Thanks. Hi, everybody. So it's great to see some of you back for a second time. And um, for those of you whose interest was piqued, glad to see that you guys are here. Um, This was born actually out of an idea that a parent had who was frustrated that her kids could not tour schools this year because of COVID. And somehow it took until now for us to come up with this amazing idea and the technology of Zoom, but I think this is gonna now be something that will continue for many more years to come. Um, I know I went to the University of Wisconsin because of a camp friend that was there. And in those days, nobody went to Wisconsin and I was intrigued. And um, I think that camp has, provided an amazing resource for a lot of the kids that are on the panel tonight, but hopefully for you guys in the audience as well, reaching out to those camp friends, making those connections. I know that these guys who are on the panel tonight will be sharing their contact information with you. They've been amazing. And um, this conversation can certainly continue for you guys after this Zoom. So do not hesitate to reach out to your camp friends. And if there's a specific person you wanna get in touch with, just shoot me an email, give the call, give the office a call, and we're happy to connect you. I'm also super happy that my dorm sister, Mara Patty, is here. Um, as Mitch said, we were in dorm of 92 together, and she is um, a premier college consultant and is going to moderate tonight and introduce you to all of our amazing panelists. Please do not be shy on the chat tonight. 
Um, that is how we will get our questions. Some of you submitted some in advance, but um, please don't be shy on the chat. Mara will be checking those out and filtering them to our panelists too. So take it away, Mara. Thank you, Lauren. Um, I definitely want to echo everything that Mitch and Lauren both said. I unfortunately did not have a Camp Tawanda college experience, but I can share with you what Camp Tawanda did provide for me and still is today, which is a sense of community. The community that Camp Tawanda has created and has evolved really just shines through in, in here we are today with all of you and the panelists and giving back. And when we talk about what colleges are looking for today, especially with testing going to the, you know, to the side because of the pandemic, they really wanna know what you do to your community, how you give back. And as Mitch mentioned, internships are a great resource and, and a great way to give back to the community. Um, again, my name is Mara Patty. I'm the founder of One to One College Consulting, and I'm super excited to be a part of this event. It's the second one, and I hope we do many, many more. So let's start this fabulous evening with Eve, who will be representing Binghamton. Take it away, Eve. Thank you, Mara. Hello, everyone. I am Eve Goldstein. I'm from Livingston, New Jersey. I was in the dorm in 2015 and I was a counselor in 2018 and 2019. I'm currently a junior at Binghamton University. I am a human development major and a Judaic studies minor. I was originally accepted into the Binghamton Advantage program, which is a joint program between Binghamton and the local community college, SUNY Broom. So basically you take classes at Broom and everything about, else about you as a normal Binghamton student. And if you earn a 3.0 for the year, you automatically transfer into Binghamton. And it was a really good opportunity for people like me who either had good test scores and not the best GPA or vice versa. So I started out undecided and applied into my major for second semester sophomore year. And it's not a very competitive major. So as long as you meet the GPA requirement, you'll get in. The more competitive ones are the School of Management, School of Engineering and School of Nursing. And I have friends in all of those. Um, Classes range from 400 person lectures to 10 person discussions. And most of the classes I've taken, I would say have been bigger than high school classes, but usually smaller than hundred people. And I've had really great professors, but I am always checking rate my professor before I register. So do that. Um, we have a career center that does advising, helps with resumes, organizes job and internship fairs and other networking events. So they're very helpful. Um, and everyone really values their schoolwork, but we also love to go out and have fun. And we may not have sports or tailgates, but that doesn't really matter. We have fun anyway. Um, I've gotten very involved with Chabad at Binghamton and um, the, the Greek life organizations all do a lot with Chabad. So there are seven social sororities and around 15 fraternities on campus. And I'm in a sorority and I absolutely love it. Um, Emily Josephson, who was a camper and a counselor, also, um, she was in the sorority and she was very welcoming to me from the second I got to Binghamton and that really made a big difference for me and it was really special to me and we're still great friends now, um, even though she was a senior when I was a freshman. And Binghamton's campus itself is mostly just dorms and classrooms. Um, we have a Dunkin' Donuts, a Starbucks, whatever, but if you want to get good food, you need to go downtown, which is about a 10 minute drive. Um, usually people live on campus freshman year and sophomore year and then move into apartments and houses for junior and senior year. And the campus is basically made up of communities that are clusters of dorms. So you get to choose what dorm you live in, which is really cool because each community has a different personality and unique vibe. So you get to pick the one that makes the most sense for you. Um, and they also have different um, styles and sizes of dorm rooms. So some are suites, some are standard doubles, all different things. And some of them have communal bathrooms. Some of them have not communal bathrooms. Um, I got very lucky freshman year. I had a bathroom in my room and we love to go to restaurants in downtown Binghamton, go on walks in the nature preserve on campus or go to Ithaca for the day. Um, and a fun fact is that the guy who designed the Tower of Terror at Disney went to Binghamton and designed the ride after our library. Um, and now I will turn it over to Carly Kazam who will talk about Duke. Thank you, Eve. Um, hi, I'm Carly Kazam. I'm from Long Island, New York. Um, I was dorm 2017. I'm currently a freshman at Duke University studying economics with a double minor in stat and comp sci. 
Um, now to talk a little bit about the admissions process. I think something that's really great about Duke is that it's a liberal, liberal arts college. So you're only applying to either one of two schools, the arts and sciences school or the engineering school. So you do not have to apply to any specific major. And I think that's something that's really great because you don't need to go into college necessarily knowing what you want to do. You can kind of use your freshman year and your sophomore year to take a bunch of classes and figure out what you're interested in. And then you declare your major sophomore year and there's no application process. You kind of just choose whatever you want. Um, another great thing about Duke is obviously the academics. When you go to Duke, you get access to world-class professors and amazing resources. And I think that's something that's really special about Duke is that you're getting kind of the resources of a larger school with the advantages of a smaller school. So I think it's kind of the best of both worlds. For example, you're getting access to like a vast alumni network, um, a million campus resources, amazing facilities, but you're also getting a lot of the advantages of going to a smaller school, like really accessible professors, really small class sizes. I know my, my biggest class this year, which is one of the biggest classes at school was 200 people. And that's really the biggest you'll get. The rest of my classes were eight to 20 people. Um, also, you're located in the center of Durham, which is a really great up and coming city. A lot of young people live there. So there's a really big nightlife scene. So there's a lot of things to do on the weekends and at night, a lot of fun restaurants and things to do. Also, the campus is somewhat separated from the city. So you're getting kind of the best of both worlds, a city experience, but also a beautiful closed off campus. You're also located in the Research Triangle in Durham, um, which is obviously based off the name. It's a great place for research and a lot of people move there after school for tech and entrepreneurship it's really known for. So it's a great place to be in for internship opportunities and potential careers after college. Um, also, I think that the campus culture is really great. I think that it's also the best of both worlds in terms of we have the school spirit and the sports of a larger state school. And we, if you are like looking for that rah-rah state school energy, but a school with amazing academics and to get a really great education. And I think that Duke gives you kind of the best of both worlds. Um, in terms of Greek life, um, I don't think it's necessarily something that's essential, but it's something that's really great if you're interested in and is a great way to make friends. Um, I know a lot of people do it. Um, Rush is second semester, so I haven't gotten there yet, but it is really popular, but definitely not essential. And if you choose not to do it, it doesn't hurt your social life at all. And just to finish it up, a unique tradition that we have at Duke is something called tenting, um, where for a lot of the basketball games, especially the Duke UNC game, people will tent out outside the stadium for weeks to line up to get tickets. And there's a bunch of rules and there's tent moderators, and it's a really fun way to show our school spirit. Thank you, Carly. I'm going to jump in just to break it up a little bit. This is our first time doing this, but I figured for all of you, we're going to introduce trivia. And I'm going to ask for all of you, if you know the answer to the question, to put it into the chat box. The first person to answer the question correctly is going to be the recipient of a $25 gift card to use online at the Camp Tawanda store. Nice. And parents cannot answer. I, <laughs> I was going to. Okay. So, again, put your answers in the chat box. I'm going to ask everyone to open up their chat box. And the first question is, the Nationals were known as another name before the Riders bought Camp Tawanda. What was their name? Can I play? No, no, sorry. This is for campers only. This is for campers. I'm a camper at heart. Yeah. I think Amy might get 100. <laughs> I see some. Uh, yeah, some yeah. So we have a winner. The first person to enter was Dylan Schwartz. Um, so yeah, Dylan. And what about Sophie Gerson? I see her first. Dylan, Sophie. Dylan and was the first one to come in. So it's yeah, no, it looks like, it looks like Sophie. I think it's a tie. The time. I give it wait to them second, all. Wait a second. Wait I a second. Give it to them all. Wait, we have to go to the judges. It looks like all these people have alumni parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. All right, Mitch. I'll let you decide who the winner is going to be on that one. All right. Uh, well, mark it down. Well. I did. Okay. All right. The three. Of, the now, three we'll give it to the three of them. Okay. I'm going to ask them those three for right now not to answer the next trivia question. <laughs> All right. So well, you win one, you get yeah. eliminated. That's yeah, all. but this way we can open it up for. Well, yes, I'm, I'm saying they're eliminated. Now. I'm going to bring it back to the fabulous Bryce talking about the University of Florida. 
Thanks, Bryce. Thank you. Hi, everyone. My name is Bryce. I'm from the Delray Boca area, and I was in the 2016 dorm and a CIT in 2018, I believe. Um, I'm a sophomore in the College of Agricultural and Life Sciences for Biology on the pre-dentistry track, and I have a minorship, a minor in leadership development and, and ethic communications. I'm actually in the honors program at UF, and that is they accept only 750 people a year out of many applicants. You have to do a separate two essays, but it's definitely worth it because being in a larger school, the classes are a little larger. Um, obviously, sciences are the biggest part of UF. So my biggest class was probably 700 people. But being in the honors pro program, my lowest class was about 10 people. And you basically get access to your own advisors, early registration for classes, which is very important because classes run out um, very fast. I definitely think that being in a larger school, there's definitely that nervous and anxiety of how will I have that one-on-one -on -one intention? How will I have a good GPA? I have had no problem talking to professors, going to office hours, kind of having that one-on-one -on -one, um, attention of a small school, but being in a big school. And I had a no problem of keeping a 4.0 GPA so far. Let's hopefully that stays up. Also with being in contact with professors, I had had open internships and I'm actually in the College of Dentistry with research because I reached out to about three or three to 10 professors and they all replied very nice. And I got an, uh, a community hours internship there. Also, I'm gonna be a TA in the fall because I reached out to one of my professors. So definitely building connection is very easy. Being in Florida, I'm actually at UF right now. It does get cold, it is 30 degrees right now. So there is a lot to do especially with the weather kind of having the seasons of a Northeast school. People go to the Springs over the weekend. People go to Disney, which is only an hour and a half away. People go to Georgia, New Orleans, um, Vanderbilt, kind of for those rivalry, rival games. The biggest part of UF that I love is the school spirit. I think that being at UF, as you can tell from my background, it's just an amazing feeling. You walk into a restaurant, there's a gator. You walk into a professor, there's a gator. Everyone has gator apparel. That's basically all I wear. Um, a lot of famous football players, Tim Tebow, Tommy Townsend, this is kicker of the Chiefs, all from UF. Hopefully Kyle Trask will win the Heisman Award this year. Um, Sarah is actually going to touch up more in the Greek life, but it definitely makes a big school smaller. I've had found my best friends and I absolutely love it. Um, and a fun fact about UF, it's actually the only public school in the nation that is in top 10 for academics and athletics. We're actually six ranked in both. And Gatorade was found at UF. That's why it's called Gatorade. Um, now I'm going to pass it on to Sarah, but go Gators. Hello, I'm Sarah. I'm from Demarest, New Jersey, and I'm dorm 2017. I'm a freshman at UF and a public relations major. And what I loved about UF when I applied is that when I was applying, I didn't know what I wanted to major in, but it doesn't matter when you apply to UF because they accept you into UF itself and not a specific college. And so you meet with your um, advisor to do that when you get in. And because of COVID, the classes were all online, but UF has a program called PACE, which is when students who get accepted to the school have to take online classes their freshman year, which is what a lot of my friends do. You can still live at UF and rush and do everything. So UF was very easily adaptable to Corona. My online classes were all amazing. And I learned so much and had no problem connecting with my professors. And in regards to Gainesville, there is everything you could imagine and more. And the best part is that most things are in walking distance. But when I toured, I didn't even get that sense that there was so much in Gainesville. I feel like you really have to experience it as a student to see how amazing it really is. I'm never, ever bored. The places to eat and places that we go on walks and the weather, it's endless. And the campus culture is also incredible. People call it Camp UF because you feel like you're at camp. I'll wake up and walk with my friends in the weather to my sorority house, which is like going to the dining hall. And then I'll go back, do my work, which is like, in a sense, like the daily activities. And then I'll go back to the sorority house for dinner, which is like the dining hall. And then I'll go and get ready for an evening activity. And I say to everyone that really, I haven't had one single bad day when I was at UF. It was really like 
a great first semester. And I'm coming from out of state and it's majority of the students are Florida. And so at first I thought I would be intimidated by that, but really it's really nice to kind of get out of the Northeast bubble. And a lot of my friends are from the Northeast, but also the best people I've ever met are some of my Florida friends. And the Greek life, my sorority is the best decision I've ever made joining it. We rush first semester and I find that it's really helpful because you immediately get to find that smaller community in such a big school. And everyone just makes you feel so welcomed and really wants you to be their friend. And I will now pass it on to the wonderful Jamie, who will talk about Indiana. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Sarah. I'm Jamie Grossbard. I'm from Demarest, New Jersey. I was dorm in 2016, and I'm currently a sophomore at Indiana University in the media school, and my major is advertising. So first, I just want to say that Indiana was not my first choice when I was choosing schools, but I can honestly say that I've never made a better decision. I applied undecided, and there were so many advisors helping me figure out which classes to take and were there for me every step of the way when I was finding a major. Any major at the school is so flexible, and it's so easy to switch in, which makes it so comforting, especially in my situation being undecided. But the only major that I would say that you should apply right into is if you're interested in the Kelly School of Business, which is an amazing business school. And it's also one of the harder programs to get into, but it's definitely possible to transfer in. So class sizes really depend on the classes. I've had classes that have 15 to 20 people. And I've also had classes that have up to 300 people, which I know seems like an overwhelming amount, but the professors want to get to know the students in these big lecture classes and they have office hours multiple times a week and they're there for extra help or reviewing for exams, stuff like that. So Indiana is a Big Ten school and it is so much fun for game days, being with your friends and attending the games on the weekends at the stadium. The campus is big, but my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to make it feel small, whether that be joining some of the clubs or getting involved in Greek life. I'm in a sorority and I live in a sorority house, which kind of reminds me of living with everyone my dorm summer at camp. And the campus is also so pretty. And the second that I stepped onto it for the first time, I felt like I was kind of walking off the bus for the very first day of camp. I was nervous, but also so excited at the same time. And I felt that sense of, com that sense of comfort that I feel when I'm at camp, which is extremely important, especially being 12 hours away from home. Um, a little about the dorms, all of them are so nice and majority of them have their own bathrooms, which is a great benefit. And the dining halls have great food, but the town of Bloomington also has amazing restaurants that are right outside of campus, definitely in walking distance. So it's a fun activity to do with your friends. Um, a fun fact is that each year Indiana University hosts their annual bike race called Little 500. It's one of the biggest traditions at Indiana. It's been over 100 years since they've done it and people come from all over to attend these and it's one of the best weeks ever. And now I'm going to pass it off to Mara. Thank you, Jamie. Okay, it's that time of the program again. Okay, a little additional new rules here. <laughs> if, if you have an if you are a second generation, give someone else a chance first, and then we'll open it up to the second generation. Just saying. Okay. And a little shout out to Demarest, New Jersey. Okay. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this question goes out to all the students. The juniors were known as another name before the writers bought Camp Tawanda. What was their name? Oh. Oh, alumni, thank you. So, oh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're getting warm. <laughs> I told my kids that I won't give them the answer, but that I'll get them a retro Olympic shirt for Hanukkah. Plug for the retro Olympic shirts. Good plug for the <laughs> holiday camp store. And actually that expires, I think tomorrow. Because to get the orders in for your holiday, you have to go to the order your retro Olympic shirts. So should we let okay. the alumni uh, so, jump in? Well, Judson <laughs> is close. 
I'll yeah. Judson is close. I'll, let's open it up to the alumni. But uh, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> they were ready. They were ready. Yep. Yep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they were standing right. by. I, I'm going to have to let you call that. Yeah. So it the, uh, the it was the uh, lower middies, the lower tweens, and then the upper middies and the upper tweens, and we changed the uppers to the juniors and took away the lower from, so the lower enter, the lower middies and tweens became just the middies and tweens. The uppers became the juniors, same as we did with the inters and nationals. Uh, and we did that because we wanted each group to have its own autonomy and its own title. Uh, and it just goes to show you could change a tradition and Bob, what does it take? Two years and everyone forgets, right? Correct. Right. Or less. So, okay, so let's just, we'll record this. Okay. Uh, it looks like uh, the same. Oh, Finley. Oh, but oh, Finley's. Jaron. Yeah, okay. All right, I'm going to let you okay. work it out. I'm going to let you work it out. And I'll work it out. Now back to your regularly scheduled uh, panel. And now we're going to turn it over to Samantha to discuss Miami. Thank you, Mara. Hi, everyone. I'm Samantha Hessinger. Um, I'm from Orlando, Florida. I was a staff member at camp in the summer of 2017 with the tween girls. And the summer of 2018, I moved up with them as, when they were junior girls. Um, I actually found Camp Tawanda through a friend at the University of Miami. My sorority sister, Julie Rosenthal, um, posted in our group chat for our sorority about Camp Tawanda looking for staff members, and I decided to apply. So definitely very glad that I have that connection. I just graduated from UM last May, class of 2020. Um, I have majors in theater arts and English with an emphasis in creative writing. And my minors are in Spanish and gender and sexuality studies. I did enter school as just a theater major. So it's definitely very easy to add or change your majors. You just go to the office of advising. You get assigned an advisor for your major your first week and they help you, you have to do an advisor check every semester when you're starting to register for your next semester of classes. So the school is very involved in making sure you're succeeding academically. We also have some great career resources like Topple Career Center, which is right on campus. You can walk in at any time and do a practice interview or they'll critique your resume. They're also really good at helping set you up with internships. I did two internships during my time at UM, one at a local theater company and another teaching internship at a local high school. So that was really exciting. UM also just uh, finished building their newest housing project, the University Village, which is right on the lake in the center of campus. That is unfortunately just for upperclassmen, for sophomores and juniors and seniors. Freshmen do live in the towers, they're called. They are um, community bathrooms, but there are other options. I didn't live in the towers freshman year. I lived in a suite. So it was me and three other girls and we shared one bathroom for the four of us. There are multiple dining halls on campus, as well as we have a food court with some fast food options. We have two Starbucks and an Einstein's bagel. So lots of options, as well as if you branch out into the city of Miami, there's so many great options. It's a huge cultural center in South Florida. So many different cultures meet there um, from all over the world. So you're always gonna find good food, good arts events. Lots of places will give you student discounts if you show your student ID from UM which is really exciting. So there's lots of different festivals you can go to. And then on campus, there's so much to do because the weather's so nice year round. We do sit outside a lot. There's lots of picnic benches and patio tables and rocking chairs all over campus that people will sit in and hang out and do their homework. So that's really nice way to enjoy the weather. We have a weekly farmer's market every Wednesday. They bring um, a bunch of different small local businesses to campus and you can buy whatever you'd like at the farmer's market. And, um, my favorite week of the school year is homecoming week. It's like a huge carnival. It's a whole week long extravaganza. We start with the homecoming king and queen pageant. We have an alma mater acapella singing competition. There's a big fireworks show around the lake at the end of the week and they bring food trucks and like carnival rides like going to um, the Wayne County Fair right on campus at the end of the week. So it's really exciting. I really enjoyed my time at UM. I wouldn't trade it for anything. So I could talk for hours about it. So definitely reach out if you have any questions. And I hope you guys find the place that is right for you. 
And now I'm going to pass it on to Gideon. Hi, guys. Um, my name is Gideon Abramowitz. I am from Tenafa, New Jersey, and was in Club 2014 and was a counselor with the cadets back in 2018. Uh, I'm currently a senior at Penn in the School of Arts and Sciences, which is our liberal arts school, double majoring in economics and urban studies. And being part of the college, uh, I really get a true liberal arts experience and students are encouraged to really explore uh, as many different subjects as possible before uh, declaring a major at the end of their sophomore year. And although you apply with a major in mind, uh, you, are, you are not bound to that by any means. And uh, it was actually through exploring different classes that I discovered urban studies, which has become you know, a, new, a new study and passion of mine. Um, as a freshman, most of the intro level classes that students take are, are fairly large with roughly 100 students, but you have access to exclusive freshman seminars where you can reach some of the more senior professors that you otherwise wouldn't get to take classes with until your senior year. Uh, Penn also offers a program where you could take professors to lunch and they'll uh, they'll cover the entire cost of the meal. So that's another great way to get to meet some of the, some of the professors who, you know, many of whom have been there for, for decades. Um, in terms of, uh, so career services at our school is, is very strong. Um, you know, Penn is certainly a competitive place and that also holds up with, uh, with the job search, but career services provides a lot of support services um, and also Penn attracts some of the top companies uh, you know, in the country. So you really get access to some, some great potential jobs. Um, for other activities, there's a very active Jewish student body and uh, I'm very involved in Hillel on campus. Hillel very frequently puts on uh, programming to welcome incoming freshmen and get them acclimated to campus, which is, um, you know, been, it's been important for me uh, throughout my time at Penn. There's also many other clubs and activities or you can create your own. For example, um, I'm very involved in the West Philly Tutoring Project, where uh, I work with uh, students in Philadelphia public schools. Um, Greek life is also a significant part of the social scene at Penn, and, uh, but not by no means necessary. Um, and I am in a fraternity, and it's been important to me, but you know, again, not, not everyone is in it, and that's okay. The campus is in West Philly, and is very beautiful. Uh, it's, a, it's a very historic, there's a lot of historic buildings, and the campus is sort of its own bubble within West Philly, but Philadelphia is really an amazing city. It has all the am amenities that you'd want in a major city, great food, um, you know, good arts and cultural scene, good sports, but is a lot more manageable and uh, sort of easier to get around than New York, for example. There's also a lot of traditions. Uh, the most popular is Spring Flame, which is an annual concert the school puts on. In the past years, we've had Chance the Raptor, Chance the Rapper and Snoop Dogg. And to wrap up, my fun fact about Penn is that John Heisman, who was the namesake of the Heisman Trophy, played college football at Penn. So that's that. And with that, I will pass it on to Jonah, who's going to talk about Penn State. Thank you, Gideon. Uh, so hi, everyone. I'm Jonah Grossman. I'm from Maplewood, New Jersey, and I was in the club in 2016. And I'm now a sophomore at Penn State, and I'm majoring in advertising and I am pursuing a double minor in business and digital media and analytic trends. So the admissions process for my school is when you fill out your application, when you send it out, you apply to a specific school, um, or you can just go into undecided and go for a few months and figure out what you want to major in, which is what a lot of people I know do. Um, so the academics at our school are great. Uh, the engineering school, business, natural sciences, liberal arts, communications are all very well known. Um, and the professors are very passionate and helpful with everything. And uh, they're always available for office hours. If you have a question, you can always send them an email. They always answer. You can always go to their office hours. Um, and the classes, obviously, it's 40,000 people, so it, it can feel overwhelming. Uh, but some of the classes I had were 15 people. And there was one class that was, it mistakenly had this many, it was, there were 610, but it was really great. It was one of the most fun class I've ever had. It was very, um, everyone was very involved in it. So it was very cool. Um, obviously not, not with COVID right now, but um, so every college at Penn State, all the ones I mentioned have their own internship office. So if you guys wanted to get an internship or network or make some connections, you can go there. And some will work with you personally, and they can help you with applications, resumes. And there are also 700,000 living alumni from Penn State. And if you reach out to them over LinkedIn, which you guys will find out what that is soon, 
and uh, email or anything, you reach out to them, they're more than likely to uh, hit you back and talk to you and network with you and possibly give you a potential opportunity somewhere. Um, so the dorms, the dorms are really great. Um, most of them are renovated. They're still doing construction. I unfortunately had one of the unrenovated dorms, which is not a big deal. Um, it was really fun. It, it was great. And I made such good friends and um, I ended up doing a fraternity which by no means is that the only way to be social. There are so many clubs you can do. I was in three clubs and I did uh, a committee for THON, which is a, a student run organization we run uh, for childhood cancer. And um, the sports and the spirit at uh, Penn State are unmatched to any school in the country, in my opinion. Um, there are so many families that come up every single weekend for tailgates and it's the energy is just absolutely electric, I would say. And uh, the whiteout game every year is super, super fun. And I've never gone somewhere. I can truly say I've never gone somewhere in public, even here in New York City, wherever across the country. And I've not seen a Penn State, not not seen a Penn State logo anywhere. It's literally everywhere, which is really cool. Um, and two years ago, we had Travis Scott. We had the Chainsmokers. We had the Jonas Brothers. And it was really, really fun. So just let me know if you have any questions. And all in all, it's a great place with great people and great academics. So thank you. Thanks, Jonah. So I'm going to ask my last trivia question, which by all means, everybody chime in. This is my favorite question by far. What movie was filmed at Camp Tawanda? And I'm going to give you guys a hint. Bradley Cooper, it was his first role as an actor in a movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> trained them well. Wow. Wow. That, that was the ticket. I don't think that counts as trivia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well, there's Everyone a, gets a Kit Kat. That, that's like a triple because they all came in exactly the same time. How about what is the name of the the uh, late night TV show host that did a bit at camp? Oh. Let's see who's got that one. There you go. Ooh, Jacob nice. Snyder. No, no, I got one. What was the name, the real name, of one of the actors in Wet Hot American Summer, known as Roger the Broom Balancer. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> that, that, there's your question. Unscr uncredited. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. no. oh, very good. Well, I'm Wait, so wait, I have one last one. Go ahead. Still a Wet Hot American uh, Wet Hot uh, trivia. Okay. Why was Mitch and Stephanie's scene that no the, the scene that Mitch and Stephanie's we were in got cut? What were we doing? <laughs> oh Mitch. <laughs> I don't want to know. It, we were in the visiting day parking lot. Okay, that was it. Sorry. Okay. Why would they it. know that? Well, <clears throat> we should remember that for the next show. Um, we'll ask if anyone remembers that question. Okay, so I just want to say thank you to all the panelists um, for sharing about their college, their community. I want to go to each and every one of them. Um, I'm going to open it up now for questions. I'm going to ask that anybody who has a question, please type it into the chat box um, and we could address questions. I have some questions uh, to get us started. So one of the... Uh, one of the questions that came in and it came in from uh, multiple people was how hard is it to balance your academic schedule with your <clears throat> internships or job interests or clubs? Um, would anybody care to take again, you know, to, to take, you know, answer, to answer that one? Nobody. I can take it. Thank you. Um, I was, I would say that if you're looking for a place where people know how to balance work and having fun, I think that Duke is the best place for you. I think that everyone going into Duke really values work and knows how to do work. And like you, you can see on campus during finals and midterms week, everyone's in the library, everyone's studying and everyone values um, their work, but you also, we all know how to have fun and everyone's really, um, has really good like um, school spirit and is really spirited and loves to watch the games and go out on the weekends. And I think that 
Duke has a really good balance of work and having fun. Thank you, Carly. I appreciate that. Um, Can I add to that really quick? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so when you're in college, uh, you really build your own schedule. It's not like high school. You don't show up to a building at seven in the morning and leave at three. It's not really like that. So there are a lot of times during the day where you're going to have available time to be working on things. So jobs you could always schedule for later in the day or the week. Um, Clubs and everything are usually meetings are at night. So there are a lot of times during the day where you can get your work done, um, especially in between classes, because um, like, again, you're not just in one place for the whole day you're gonna have a lot of time to do things and you'll be able to balance that with going out on the weekend so if you finish everything you can before the weekend you can enjoy the football games and everything as long as you don't leave to the last second but jonah can i also ask you because i think you said you are a double do you have a major and a minor or you i have a major and i have a double minor so how hard is that is it very challenging for because a lot of students always ask me is it possible to have a double major and a minor so how do you balance that off? Well, um, a lot, my, the two minors that I have really play hand in hand with each other. So I have a business minor and a digital media and analytic trends minor as well. So one of them is in the business school, one's in the communication school. So a lot of the required classes for both of them, um, some of them are the same. So when I'm taking one, I'm knocking, I'm killing two birds with one stone. And so Um, it's not like that for a lot of people, but I know a lot of my friends that are doing double minors and yeah, they have a little bit more work, but they always just get it done because at the end of the day, it's important to have it on your resume or, you know, important, uh, for people to know that you study these things. So, um, it's definitely, uh, very manageable. Thank you. So I have a question specifically for Samantha at the university of Miami, and this is a great question. Could you speak possibly about the BSMD program at Miami? So I am an arts major, so I cannot give you like super detailed information, but it's definitely a really great program. UM has a lot of different honors programs. They have a lot of different um, shortened programs. Like we have the science honors. We have one that's a seven-year undergrad medical degree and then three years to do med school. And it's all going to be at University of Miami. And then you transfer to the Miller School of Medicine, which is also in Miami. We have a fast track into the law school. There's a lot of different options if you're interested in a fast-tracked undergrad and grad program, in addition to the regular honors college. For um, people who are interested in those types of degrees, there are additional application requirements, and some of them you don't have to apply as a freshman. You can apply like sophomore or junior year and jump into it a little bit later. Thank you. Um, a question that keeps popping up, um, especially for Duke and US, is it hard to go to a school that is far away from your hometown? I would say that applies to everybody here because we're all from New Jersey, the Northeast, South Florida. So Indiana is not exactly close. So if any of you guys want to just kind of share about your experience as being away from home and what that's like. Um, I could I could go at it. So I actually U.S. is actually North Florida. So it's four and a half hours from Boca del Rey, which is farther than people think. Definitely camp helped me adapt and become acclimated out of school and being independent because you learn to take care of yourself. If you're sick, you kind of learn to be away from your parents. So even if it seems far, you also have your phone, which you don't at camp. So you call your parents if you need to. You kind of have that technology to um, tie everything together with home and school. And with the said camp, feels like <laughs> camp. Um, but I think also you asked, a lot, of, a lot of my friends are actually from Philly, that area, Philly, Chicago, the Northeast, basically. And they have no problem coming into the Gainesville airport. There's one 20 minutes away. I've been driving my friends there. Also, I have my car as a sophomore, which really helps. So definitely, if you have the opportunity to bring your car, um, it helps with traveling. Bryce, by any chance, would you happen to know anything about the Innovation Academy program at U.S.? Yeah, so basically there are three programs at UF or four, um, honors, regular um, admissions, PACE, and innovation. So innovation is basically you take spring and summer classes and it's only for certain majors. So as a pre-dental major, I cannot apply 
usually people who cannot get into the regular UF go to PACE and innovation. It's kind of like the, not the easier way to get in, but it allows for more people to have the opportunity to get into UF. My, one of my best friends is, is in innovation and she comes here for all basically the full year because she still could rush a sorority, still go to football games. It does not limit you to what you can do with the social life and academics. Um, so the difference between PACE and innovation, PACE is basically you take online classes until you get 60 credits and then you could transfer into the school and you graduate with a UF degree. In innovation, you graduate UF innovation degree. Um, it doesn't really, I don't think personally it affects for jobs. No one I've, as I've heard here um, going into innovation had any problem with having a UF, in, it's a UF degree, so it's a great degree anyway. So definitely if you are worried about getting into UF um, in regular admissions, I know it's very competitive. Um, pace and innovation is a good other way to get into UF and still be at the school. And no one, it's very inclusive school. No one's like, oh, you're an innovation or pace. Like no one cares. You're at UF, you deserve to be here. You got in, so yeah. Thank you, Rice. That was, that was a great answer. Um, one of the questions that came in that I'd like to open up to anyone is, what is one thing you wish you could have known about your school before you applied? So I'm, I'm going to repeat it. What if one thing you wish you would have known about your school before you applied? So is there anything that you can, you know, say that now that you're at the school that you're at, there was something that maybe you didn't know that you were surprised to learn of or disappointed or excited about? Um, so at Binghamton, the campus itself is pretty much just like the dorms and the classrooms and there isn't much else going on on the campus itself so if you ever want to go do anything else it's gonna be probably like a 10 minute drive could be less but um it's I, I had no idea that my basically my social life and my school stuff were gonna be like a 10 minute drive from each other um and it's not an issue at all we love going downtown it makes it more exciting that it's not right there and you can't just walk like you need to get in the car and go so it's more of an activity every time you go if you're going to restaurants or anything but everything you need is there it's just a little separated thank you anyone else yeah uh i can add to that i wish that honestly i think the i think my stress would have been way lower going in if i knew where the student body was really from uh, at Penn State. And once I went there, I really found out that the majority of the students are from PA, New Jersey, and New York. And so when we come home, I'm so close to all my friends, which is, um, which is really great. I don't really know a lot of people not from those areas. So I think it would have been less stressful for me coming in knowing that there are going to be people that are similar to me. Okay. So we have a lot of pre-med and a lot of people who are interested in medicine on this particular panel. So Carly, they wanted to know if, the, if Duke had any good pre-med programs or they were known for their pre-med track. Um, I don't know anything specifically about the pre-med programs, but I know that since Duke is kind of a liberal arts school, there's no specific schools that you're applying to. So if you want to be pre-med, you apply to the College of Arts and Sciences. And you can kind of major in anything you want and you get assigned um, a pre-med advisor. So basically you can major, I mean, obviously there's a typical pre-med majors like biology, chemistry, things like that. But I think that something that Duke really emphasizes is that no matter what career you wanna end up in, you really major in whatever you want. And then there's advisors and then people that will help you get there. So I know my friend who's pre-med, she has a pre-med advisor but she doesn't necessarily want to major in a typical pre-med um, major. So her advisor is helping her gear her extracurriculars and things like that towards pre-med. So when she does apply to med school, it makes it easier. But there's no, I wouldn't say necessarily specific pre-med program. I think that's kind of with everything at Duke, everything is kind of what you make it. You can really do whatever you want and end up where you want to be. And a lot of students who don't go into a seven-year program or a, you know, pre-professional track directly, um, a liberal arts education is probably one of the most popular tracks before going into medical school. And it's really well respected. And I think a liberal arts core and foundation can only make it stronger. And I know a lot of students who graduated from Duke personally who went on to medical school. So Duke is a 
fantastic place to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, to prepare yourself to become a doctor and to apply to med schools. You could always apply to, you know, the school over at um, Miami. They have a fantastic medical school, which brings me back to Miami. I'm so sorry to put this on you, but we have a lot of people who are also interested in art. I know you're a theater major or you were a theater major. We have a student who was particularly interested in studio art. Would you happen to know um, if you could speak a little bit about that? Yeah, I have a couple of friends who did some programs, some classes in studio art as like their electives. So we have a whole building for studio art. It's called the Rainbow Building. It is slightly off campus. It's kind of hidden, but we definitely have a whole building, lots of studios. You can book out studio time for your own personal projects as well as to do homework. So there's definitely lots of options and there are so many um, opportunities with those classes. They do a lot of field trips to different art galleries. We do have an art gallery on campus called the Low Art Museum. We also have a bunch throughout Miami. So it's taking classes, even if you're not a studio art major, as an elective is a really great way to also see all the art in the local community as well. Thank you. And then another question um, at University of Miami was Hillal. Um, and I would love for you to expand upon that if you had a minute. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm not personally Jewish, but I can tell you there's a very strong, very welcoming Jewish presence on campus. I have been to events at Hillel. They do Shabbat dinners every Friday and other events for the holidays. They're very involved. Also, we have an organization called Hala for Hunger, which is partly sponsored by Hillel, where they bake challah every week and they take it to local shelters in Miami and they also sell it on campus to raise money for local charities. So there's definitely a strong presence. We have people every summer who go on birthright with um, other people, like a couple of my sorority sisters have all gone on birthright together. Thank you. Um, another question that I think we can open up to everyone is, how important is it to have a car on campus? Um, do any of you have a car on campus for freshman year or how do you get around and how accessible and easy is the access if you're in a city school, so on and so forth? My friends and I walk pretty much everywhere. I like when I first toured, I didn't think I thought I would have to Uber everywhere basically, but it's so not like that. I know it's much easier to have a car because Bryce has a car and she takes me places sometimes in her car. But when I need, when we need to go places, like if I need to go grocery shopping or I want to go for lunch, everything's in walking distance. And the weather's so nice that even if you have to walk like a mile or more, it it's, enjoyable it's not like I dread walking and it's my exercise for the day too which is nice that's great thank you anyone else want to jump in on that so our weather is definitely not that nice all the time we do get a lot of snow and even if it is nice out some of the things that we need to do are too far but the campus provides free busing for students to go all over the place. So if you need to go to Target or if you need to go somewhere that's like kind of far, they do have buses that'll take you to like the local shopping centers and also to some of the restaurants. Like there's this place that has like a Chipotle and insomnia and my friends and I would sometimes take the bus there, eat dinner, get dessert and then go back to campus. Um, and it's really so easy to use and their the schedules are always very clear. Um, I survived freshman and sophomore year without a car and it was not ever an issue. And yeah. Thank you. One of the questions that I wanted to sort of circle back to, which is something Lauren um, discussed when we first started this, was the idea of not being able to go on a college tour. And you guys are at the schools, you have the experience. I'm sure some of you were able to go on a college tour. Would there be anything you could share that you learned on your college tour or that you didn't learn on your college tour, but that could be beneficial to the guys that are now listening and the gals that are listening um, because they can't get to the college campus. Um, so if there's any standouts or anything that you could share with them, that would be very welcomed. Um, I would like to say I committed to Binghamton before I ever toured. So I did not tour until I af after I knew that I was already going there. And honestly, the only thing that I took away from the tour was it confirmed I liked the campus. And um, I learned that Flo, the progressive girl, went to Binghamton. That was what I took away from the tour. And it's the only thing I say to this day that I learned on my tour. Um, but going beforehand, I, 
I had talked to people and I knew, I just knew the things that were the most important things to know, which are the things you find out from talking to people or if you're doing your research, like the tour, I feel like isn't the thing that teaches you what you need to know. And sometimes you will walk onto a campus and you get a feeling, mm-hmm. but it's not always what you need to have to know that the school is the right place for you. I couldn't agree with you more, Eve, when you said there's this feeling you get when you go to a college campus. And I've been to most of all of these schools and I continue to go to college campuses. But I will say that the Camp Tawanja community and all of you at these schools, that is so much better of a resource. So I'm going to encourage everyone that's on this panel tonight If there is a school on here that you're interested or maybe it just sprung up on your radar, these people are the best resources. So reach out, ask them any questions you may have. Sometimes we're afraid to ask questions in public. So, you know, these guys are just super fantastic, super warm and friendly. And I think we all have the same feeling about camp. Going to camp was our first time being away. It was for me and it taught me all the essential skills I needed. And college is our first stepping stone out on our own, other than Camp Tawanda, because there is no other camp in the universe. And um, I just, I know that we could go on and on. We're getting a ton of great questions. Please feel free to email me. I can always answer these questions. I can answer any questions about any school. And obviously reach out to everyone here. And I'm going to turn it back to Mitch. Thanks, Mara. Uh, First of all, I just want to, again, highlight that uh, Mara, uh, of course, uh, grew up at camp, but she is a premier uh, college consultant and advisor. Uh, and her information is uh, in the email. And uh, Lauren, are we going to put up a slide or are you going to send the slide? I forgot what you said. Yeah, I have a slide, but I think I'm just going to email the slide to everybody and send contact information from the panelists from this week, as well as um, if you missed the screenshot at the last time um with everybody's contact information and of course Mara's contact information. Great, thanks. Uh well really I, I want to underline that you know it's so when you're in it you don't really realize it but the Tawanda connection is really strong. It starts out when you're really young and will continue really the rest of your life. Uh and there's something very comforting uh having the camp connection when you do go to a school. Uh it, it and it doesn't matter if one's a freshman or one's a senior, uh, you have that special connection. Um, there are a lot of uh, great things that we also do during the summer uh, as you get older at camp, especially uh, dorm club uh, LIT years, uh, that we have a college prep guidance uh, uh, available uh, to, to, to you. Uh, and of course, uh, when you start thinking about your portfolio and application preparation, there's community service. And as I we've mentioned, there are internships um, also. So that kind of connection is really strong. Um, just a couple other things. Those of you who are winners tonight, I will contact you. Uh, I've got your information. So thanks for having some fun and playing with us. Um, and uh, if you haven't, uh, if you weren't part of the reunion last weekend, which was great, we had about 300 people at the virtual reunion please check out the tawandatimes.com and fridaynightflix.com. We've had some really great stuff up there. We do have a lot more events coming up. Um, uh, the Florida Beach Party virtually. Uh, Stephanie's going to have a couple of art classes. We have some uh, upper camp group Zooms uh, next week. And uh, other than that, I will say we're really happy and proud. I want to remind the panelists to stay for our debrief. And, for and I just want to say something. Um, well, first of all, I thought this was great, probably even better than round one. And uh, I did not think that was possible. Um, I wish we did this when I was a camper. And I think we're going to have to do this uh, type of event every year. Um, also, just throw out, uh, in case anyone else uh, was not at the last one, I went to BU, Boston University, same as Stephanie, and thought that uh, BU was great. Um, and happy to talk about that with anyone that's interested um, about learning more about BU. Uh, and I also just wanted to talk about a little bit uh, about working at camp. Um, it's, I think it is definitely something that is great for personal and professional growth, giving back to camp, passing on the traditions, impacting future generations, and keeping the camp spirit alive. Um, you know, your future hiring managers want to see what you're passionate about. And so camp is here for you. We have great leadership opportunities, internships, like Mitch said, and, you know, 
it's a great experience. And for you high school seniors out there, I hope you apply. I have reached out to you. So please um, let me know if you're interested and happy to um, talk about your options and the opportunities at camp for you. That was great. Thank you, guys. Really great seeing you all. Our thanks to uh, Mara and Lauren for putting this together. Thank you. Uh, we'll send you the contact information and our panelists, please stay. Uh, everybody else, don't forget your don't forget your hand sanitizer. All right. Thank you so much to all of our panelists. Hopefully this was a very informative conversation. Again, if you haven't listened to the first episode, be sure to check that out. That'll do it for us on this episode of Beyond the Bugle. We are counting down the days until the summer of 2021. I'm Andrew Rowan. Thank you for listening.